Welcome to Screw the Hierarchy, episode 115. This is your host, Deb Falzoy, and this week, we're talking about how targets of workplace abuse found energy and healing through public action. This is talking more about the Justice for Evan campaign and a a debrief with some of the people across the country who were active participants in these protests. Um about the damage that Kroger's negligence did to Evan Evan Zeifried, um, leading ultimately to his uh, preventable death. Are you ready to hear what these organizers had to say more after this? If you're a target of workplace abuse and want to break free of the grips of abusive power, you've found your place. I'm your host, Deb Falzoy, and the podcast begins now. Before I get started today, I want to talk about Patreon. I have a new Patreon account at patreon.com slash screw the hierarchy. And I have a really quick survey on there about what kind of rewards you'd like. Everything from early access to episodes to exclusive episodes, behind the scenes content. Okay, so thank you all for being here. I'm here with the um, members of the Justice for Evan campaign. I want to go around and see if you can introduce yourselves first. We'll start with Jana. Hi, I'm Jana, and I'm the organizer of Justice for Evan, and I'm here in northern Kentucky, right across the river from Cincinnati. Great. Thank you, Jana. And Vicki? Hi, I'm Vicki from Boston, Massachusetts, and um, I worked with Jana in in coordinating this whole national protest. Thanks, Vicki. Sharon? Hello. Uh, Good afternoon. I'm Sharon Campbell from Michigan the Flint, Michigan area. Um, I am the team lead for our state for the Justice for Evan. Great, thanks Sharon. Um, Lynn? Hi, I'm Lynn calling in from Connecticut as the team lead. Great, thank you. And then Jean? Hi, I'm Jean from Oregon and I am um, the team lead for the Justice for Evan campaign. Thanks. For Oregon. Thanks so much, all of you. I want to start um, with Jana, and if you can, if you can talk about what kind of support there was for the campaign and the the protests across the country, we'll start there. Well, thank you so much, Deb. The overwhelming support has been overwhelming. <laughs> the fact that so many people came out for Evan and came out for the Seyfried family and came out to stand up in the name that we are not going to tolerate workplace bullying any longer and to 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 bring that much attention and awareness to our grassroots movement that we started last summer and on the day of Evan's death from last year um, the statement that that made to these large companies who are currently as we speak right now bullying and mobbing their employees that we are only going to grow and we're not going away that has just been so extremely powerful and I am so excited about the future of where we're going to go from here and I'm so 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 pleased with exactly the way that March 9th and all the protests across the country went and we couldn't have done it without you all we could not have done it without you all and the fact that you all were standing on your steps with your signs and in the name of justice and in Evan Seyfried's name has just been 
just absolutely incredible. And the media coverage that we received on March the 9th also, that would not have happened if it had not been for all these amazing people coming together, the fantastic press release that was put out in exactly perfect timing, the, uh, the fact that we had fantastic pictures and videos from all across the country to give to media. That's just really showing these companies. And right now, of course, the heat on Kroger, we are not going away and that we have support all across the country. It's not just a few people here in Cincinnati. Jenna, can you talk more about the media coverage? Who who covered this, and you know what they had to say? Yeah, well, first of all, USA Today uh, covered it <laughs> that morning, and uh, they got they with all the support that we've had, we've really put Kroger in a corner that um, they they've just they've stayed silent. They've stayed silent. They've stayed silent. They've stayed silent. And Wednesday morning, USA Today got them to actually make a small statement with they did express their condolences to the Seyfried family, which they did not take, they, they're not taking any accountability, um, but Kroger spoke. And that would not have happened if we had not started Justice for Evan. And that would not have happened if the national rally was not planned for that day. It would not have happened. Kroger wants to stay silent. They hated it that they had to act. They were, they were, they had to make a statement. They knew we have to make a statement today. And, and they did. And that was huge. And to have that for the Cypher family to wake up to in Oregon on the day that Evan died was absolutely monumental. That, that fact that that happened before we even stepped out on the steps that day, it was hallelujah success. And my thought every single time that we have a protest is if we have 20 people and one media outlet, success, success. So the fact that we already had so much coverage and USA Today uh, from across the country before we even went out that day was huge. It was just unbelievable. And then all of our local affiliates, except for NBC, showed up. And not only did they show up, they showed up a few minutes before 12 o'clock and they stayed for the entire hour. And ABC actually stayed after the hour and got footage of the courthouse, stood out, talked amongst themselves, talked with us longer. The incredible amount of warmth that was shown to us from the media that day. I mean, these people are personally invested in Evan's story and what happened to him. And the fact that they're doing that in Cincinnati where Kroger is like a small little God here. Um, they, it, it just showed like the, the power and the strength of everybody coming together across the country. And it just really showed how horrible that the, um, absolutely intolerable, egregious behavior by Kroger that their local media is not going to stand up for them. They are out there reporting on Justice for Evan. They're showing what we're doing. The piece from uh, our local uh, Fox station came out, our local CBS station came out, our local ABC station came out. 
tons of local reporters. We've got so many articles already written about what happened. Tons, tons of reporters all over just writing away, taking pictures, talking to us, talking to all the supporters. It was just overwhelming. And the pieces that ran at night were the first story. Evan was the first story on our nightly news all across our affiliates on Wednesday night. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, Vicki, I want to talk to you about um, the idea in the in the first place. What um, tell us about like you, you your idea for this national uh, day of protesting? Well, um, a little bit of uh, the background on that is um, in Massachusetts, um, and, and Deb is a host, but she is uh, a team. Lead, she is a fearless leader here in Massachusetts. And we have a really strong um, team legislatively. We've done a lot of work. We've um, done a lot of training. We've been, you know, we're just, you know, hands and feet to the ground. And um, a few months back, um, Deb, you know, she was like, we need to get out there. We need to get out there. And she was really, you know, she's like, watch these videos. We have to go, you know, we, we can't just keep having meetings. We have to go out there. So in one of our meetings, that's what we, you know, we started talking about what can we do? And um, a few months before I had read the lawsuit and I was immediately struck that it was a blueprint of bullying and mobbing. Um, I have been a long proponent that there are two interpersonal abuse systems, not just one. There is the bully that goes on, um, or sometimes one or two people, more people. And then it's the employer um, who also just turns a blind eye and remains silent. So they're kind of so interwoven and those pieces haven't been pulled out. But um, to me, I was like, wow, this is, how can, how can anyone not see that Kroger um, is responsible? You know, non-response, silence, those are responses. And um, so I said to Deb, you know, March 9th, we should go to the State House of Massachusetts. And on the first anniversary of Evans passing, we should stand there. That should be, we should, you know, try to have some kind of a protest. And so from there, it went like, ah, you know, why don't we ask others? And I, you know, that was like the most exciting thing. And then, you know, just, I'm going to let the women speak for themselves, but um, Sharon, um, is on this call and she was our first response. She jumped in both feet. She was like, oh, what, what do I need to do? Um, and then we were off and running. And, you know, a call with, you know, Jean and with others, there's a lot of people um, here not represented, but that's what it was. It was people, you know, just like us, we're all um, like Evan. We have been bullied and mobbed in the workplace. And um, we heard the call. We understood that Evan was one of us and what happened to him wasn't acceptable. And we put our money where our mouth was and we lined up states. And on March 9th, we went to the state house and courthouses and different areas and uh, let people know that it's, it was not acceptable what happened to Evan. Thanks, Vicki. I wanna um, like jump off of what you said of, you know, so, with the um, rest of the state leads of, so you have this call from Vicki 
um, to plan a protest in your state. I wanna, I wanna know and feel free to just jump in. Um, so what made you like respond to Vicki? What made you want to plan that protest in your state? Well, since she threw me under the bus, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll jump in real quick. Um, you, most, a lot of people have read my um, little synopsis of what happened to me, and it's really only just a window into my, uh, you know, targeting uh, that I experienced. But when uh, Vicki presented the opportunity, I, I hadn't, honestly, I didn't hear about the Evans story. I knew nothing of it. Um, and so I did my due diligence. I went to bed and I woke up the next morning at 6 a.m. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Like, that is not what I normally do, okay? <laughs> you normally wake up and you're just like, ah, you know, but then six o'clock is not the hour I wake up. So at any rate, I woke up and I, I was thinking to myself, why am I this bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? And immediately Evan came to my mind. Again, this is the night before Vicki had put this out there for anybody might be interested. And I began to just feel that loneliness, that isolation, that, that desperation, that terror, that horror that he felt, that I felt. And I, I just said, okay, I have an this for you. And that's, that was that. So um, this is personal for me um, because I know um, the horror and the terror that some of the horror and terror that, that it, that it felt, what he felt like, of course, his was, you know, off the charts, but um, mine was kind of too, but again, uh, that's why I did it. That's why I jumped in f full steam ahead. It was my first time ever organizing anything, ever being doing anything like this. And I'm excited for next year. If, if they don't, we might not even have to next year because Kroger might have to just belly up and pay up and ante up and we'll get the disc. We can focus on getting laws passed. Thanks, Sharon. What a powerful like image to like, just be that moved by you know, as soon as you wake up by Evan's story. Um, Lynn or Jean, did you did you wanna talk about your experience with what, what made you wanna plan a protest? Sure, this is Tamara, or Jean. <laughs> That's my middle name, sorry. Um, you know, first, I just wanna say that um, one of Evan's relatives lives here in Oregon and we really just couldn't let the family down. That's, you know, right close to home and to our hearts. Oregon is known for passing really quite progressive legislation on work, workers' rights, yet none of our existing laws have addressed the issues of bullying and mobbing. Um, we wanted to prioritize and center the impact of this horrific type of workplace abuse and mobbing. We shouldn't just be looking at intent. We need the public to have their consciousness raised. Many people do. It's been a really hard time over the last couple of years, but our intent is to make sure it's prioritized and centered in anything that we do going forward. If we don't act now, um, we really feel that, you know, we're complicit in other people's suffering. Um, people deserve better, customers, taxpayers, all of us deserve to be able to live up to our potential and have vital services. Um, his story for me, I'm not sure you asked that, but it resonated because I've been employed by um, the same employer for about 15 years. And when I whistle blew around the same time, um, my requests for help were not just ignored. I was victim blamed. I was turned into some kind of a perpetrator, um, but everything leading up to it was glowy about my conduct, my performance. I'd had multiple accolades. Um, I really felt, as I read Evan's story, so much of his pain, not, not to over-identify, but this is what happens to high performers. 
over and over and over. And when I whistle blew, I asked for transfers, rotations. I applied for more than 27 positions across um, multiple areas. My leadership could have stopped it at any point in time. They didn't. And I went out on um, very long-term disability. And I'm healed now and I'm stronger than ever. And I'm here because again, I'm not going to stay silent. My teammates here in Oregon, we are not going to let this happen again in our own state. Thanks for sharing that. How about you, Lynn? Uh, thank you for providing me this opportunity to speak. And um, Tamara, Jean, Tamara, your story really sticks out with me. Um, it's really um, a powerful story. And uh, just trying to take that in at the moment, I can feel all the motion in, in what you're saying. And I myself was also a target of workplace bullying. And so that had a lot to do with why I decided to um, be present uh, for the campaign. I kind of remember seeing something that uh, some sort of video or clip that Evan was in. I don't remember when, but I knew his story before this campaign began. And I remember his smiling face and the positive energy he had. And he was happy about the support that his story was receiving at the time. I would love to find that video again sometime and, and uh, refresh my memory of it. So I was there that day for Evan and for his family. Uh, reading through his story, it just really connected with me that he did everything right. He went up the chain of command. He applied for positions at other Kroger locations. And I find it extremely difficult to believe that in a grocery store chain that there weren't other positions available. So it seems as though Kroger intentionally and purposefully held him down. He had such a long exemplary career and I especially felt connected with his work being sabotaged and then to more recently find out that he was receiving child pornography, I can't even imagine the amount of fear that he felt, the terror, the feeling like there was no other way out except to end his life. So I definitely wanted to be there for Evan that day. And um, uh, Jean was commenting about how Oregon is so progressive in these types of areas. Connecticut is also a very progressive state. And when I really start to think about my situation and the situations of others, it, it definitely feels time that there need to be laws against workplace bullying. There needs to be additions to the, the federal laws. And Connecticut tends to mirror the federal laws. So um, I really like to see that move forward. It, it definitely feels as though it should already exist. Thanks so much, Lynn. Um, and I wanna piggyback on that too and open it up to the rest of you about how it, how it felt that day to stand outside your state capital or your courthouse um, in Cincinnati and um, 
demanding justice for Evan and give, giving a voice to, to his story when, when he no longer has one. Um, feel free to, to chime in. I'm gonna, I'll jump in on that. Um, Cause I, I almost forgot about it that day, um, but I had written about it in, in a, your blog before. And, and I've thought about it since. Um, March 9th, 2018, I was at work. Well, actually, I wasn't at work, um, but I found out that day that my supervisor was going to fire me. And, um, you know, most of us know if that's how the, your story ended. Um, I was just, I was like, what? They're trying to fire me? I did everything right. And so it put me into um, just like a, almost like a catatonic state. Um, I almost, I barely spoke. Um, we were home in a, in a snowstorm. Um, it was days after a snowstorm. There was a power outage here. So I had no power. So my husband said, let's go to a hotel. He could have said to me, let's go to the moon. I would, I didn't know where I, I had really just nothing in me. Um, even when he would out, you know, outside of him saying, let's go get dinner or things. I did not hear any words. If he didn't make me move, I would have sat in the corner and just let those thoughts in my head go round and round and round um, that drives you crazy. And um, so to, you know, go four years later to know that I was standing on the steps at the state house and that there were men and women standing on other state house steps across this country has meant the world to me. And I, I, we need to, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who are suffering right now. And so they need to hear, you know, we do get better. Um, it takes time. It is, a, you know, a long um, debilitating process. Um, and I, I've said this to Jana in, in some of our pre-meets, you know, coming up to March 9th is that had Evan lived, he would have been very sick as most of us are in the aftermath. We don't get better in two months or two weeks. It's more like two years um, if we're lucky. And so, um, yeah, that's, I, I forget what the question was, but I hope I answered it. Yeah, yeah, and thank you for that. Um, I wanna open it up to anybody else too about how it felt to just be there on the steps of the, the Capitol or the courthouse that day of the protest. I'd love to go again. Um, this just is so healing, just even have this opportunity. So thank you, Devin, all of you. Um, I always liked that, that phrase, bringing truth to power. Um, it felt exhilarating and liberating from those structures that are built all around us that we don't see sometimes until it's almost too late. I had friends and family and new friends join me. Um, God, that was refreshing and such a healing experience. And raising his voice is oftentimes, you know, raising, um, you know, another person's voice that who has suffered so greatly um, helps us remember our own. And I know it was exhausting getting to that point because it was quite a bit of work, but it was it was not a, it wasn't work. And I mean, this is what brought me back to life, y'all. It really is something that I'll never forget. And it is just getting started. And it also just reminded me how important it is to take good care of ourselves uh, throughout any of these kind of efforts. Thank you so much.
Thanks so much for that reminder, Jean. Um, Sharon, did you want to add to that? Sure, uh, um, thanks ladies. Uh, I, I have to say, you know, I can, I can echo what Jean just said as well as the, you know, um, I want to share, uh, you know, as far as the uh, empowering, um, uh, I, I mean, I rented, I didn't know what to do. So I rented a podium and a microphone because one of the ladies that is, um, she goes to high schools here. It's called Try to Bully Me. Her name is Tracy Palmer and she helped, you know, we had a meeting, then we stayed in touch. That's what she does for a living is goes part of what she does. She's got several businesses, but that's one of her main ones because of her daughter being bullied at school. So she started trying to bully me and she goes out to high school. So this is her passion. And she was right there with me um, the whole step of the way. So I want to give a shout out to her, Tracy Palmer from Flint, Michigan. Um, but, it, you know, having her, she said, Sharon, I've talked in front of one person before and I've talked in front of 3000 before. She goes, it doesn't matter. And so I asked her about the podium and the mic and she says, yeah, get one. So I'm standing in a, a space where I've been uh, out in the sea of people looking up there. And here I am up here, uh, you know, in the name of, with all these people surrounding me with signs, justice for Evan and my voice could be heard uh, throughout the streets, people walking by down the roads and stuff. And it was a nice day. And I thank God for that. And we had uh, also another really cool thing was that uh, it was a, a um, I guess they call it a uh, in-house day where the house was full of legislators and, and tours and people coming and going and people were walking by who's that? And then you come back and they'd ask groups of students, I'm talking children, adults, teenagers, high schoolers, college kids. So the message got out in Lansing, Michigan, real loud and clear <laughs> between Tracy and I um, and our, you know, signs and stuff. So that was, so it was, it was, I was nervous, but it was exciting. And, um, you know, I just kept the focus on, it was one of the stories I wanted to share real quick was there was a, a group of young kids, you know, one of my mantras is that we have laws in all 50 states. If you go to the .gov, uh, you can see the outline of the United States of America. And they're all, all the states have laws about some type of bullying in school for our children. And then a majority of them, the East, the West, and the, the Northern states have policies as well. But we don't have any um, so our kids have laws against bullying, but we don't as adults. And, you know, we don't, those bullies don't grow up and just vanish. They, they go into the workplace, as we all know. But these little children were coming out of the building. They had stopped by earlier and talked with us. Their teacher took them in. They brought back out. I guess they had been questioning, who's this Evan? And I looked at him. I said, and bullying, they just happened to walk out and I was talking about bullying. And I said, I goes, bullying's not okay, is it, kids? I said, there's a group of young kids right here. I said, is bullying okay? And they didn't miss a beat. They're all no! screaming in unison. So that was really cute. It was very exhilarating. And I wanted to real quick, because I don't want to take up too much time, because I know we're time-minded, and I want to make sure everyone, you know, that's feeling inspired to speak does. But I wanted to share a message. Um, Eric Seafried, uh, Evan's brother, had um, uh, sent a, uh, a message back when he read my story and said that it um, actually moved him to tears. Um, in, in a good way. And I never really reached back out to him because I was so anxious and nervous about you know, this event and I didn't know what to say and I wanted to take my time and do it right. So last night I, I reached out to him and thanked him. Um, and he, um, I said, hey, Eric, let me first say how very sorry I am for your family's loss. My deepest condolences. Sorry I haven't messaged you back when the team forwarded your response to me 
after reading my story. Sorry for the delay. It was my pleasure and an honor to pay tribute on a public forum to uh, the Justice for Evan. Your brother was an amazing person. I, I can see it in his face, his mannerisms, his energy. He was what I call a peace, love, and happiness kind of peeps. Send my deepest condolences to your parents. God bless and take care just forever. And then he sent a message back and he said, thank you, Sharon. Your support means so much to us. The fact that good people are fighting for change in, excuse me, in family time. I can't see. <laughs> uh, he said, the fact good people are fighting for change in Evan's name, allowing my family time to focus on our grief. You are correct in your assessment of the kind of person my brother was. And then they set two hearts. That was last night. So we're doing not just awareness. This is also a healing moment. This is giving solace and solace or whatever, you know, for the family. So I, that's what I wanted to put out there is how it made me feel. And the support, I could have never done it without the support of Jana, Vicki, Deb, and all the other people and Erica and all the other people with my lack of technology uh, knowledge. I, I appreciate y'all so much. I could have never done this without your support ever. Thank you. You have been amazing people to work with. Thank you so much for sharing that exchange you had, Sharon. That's beautiful. Um, Jana, I want to, I want to check in with you too, about how it felt to be there in Cincinnati at the, at the courthouse. Um, oh, let alone sitting here today, listening to you all talk. This is this is wonderful. This is wonderful. Hearing even one person say healing. We are here for you. We are here for you. We want to give you all a voice. You standing at that podium, Sharon, so many different layers to that. You standing there as Evan Steed and giving him a voice with his face numerous times in the printed on front of that podcast and hearing your power and listening to you today and hearing you say that was healing for you what you put out on that microphone into the universe for those kids who are walking past to hear you, those, those children, they won't forget that. They won't, they won't forget that. That's changing. That's changing the world. And that's what we want to do. That's what we are doing and that's what we will continue to do and I'm so happy that you were able to have a beautiful exchange with my wonderful friend Eric he is absolutely incredible person the Seyfrieds as you all know are very good people they're very good people um, Evan was the shining star of their family. So amongst these wonderful people, Evan was the shining star. And you all are being his voice now. His light will always shine, always shine. 
and the fact that so much has already happened in Evan's name. Imagine, just imagine, because we're, we're never going to stop doing what we're doing. We're never going to stop. We're always going to let Evan have a voice. We have so many goals. We have the goal of making Kroger accountable. And we are doing that. We are making Kroger admit their accountability in Evan's death. And we are forcing them to admit that they have to change as a company. And when that happens, when they have to actually come out and admit, we know that they don't want to. And we know, we know that they don't want to change. Bullies don't want to change. These companies don't want to change. And we will stay on them forever. And we will call them out from the podiums forever so that they will do the right thing. So we're never going away and we're never going to leave you either. <laughs> and you will always have a voice. And we will be a safe place so that victims who have suffered and who are suffering, those ruminating voices, they don't just go away. They heal and they slow down in time and they get quieter in time because people are healing, because they are loved, because they feel heard, because they feel understood because people know what happened to them. And those people have said, this is not okay what happened to you. This is not okay what happened to you. And those ruminating patterns and those unhealthy anxieties and those suffering symptoms, those aren't the way that we are supposed to live our lives. We are supposed to be free. We are born free and we were supposed to be free. And the fact that people who are controlling our paychecks are stealing our freedom of psychological health, that will change in generations to come. And the fact that such a beautiful person as Evan Seyfried had to die and that you all have to suffer so that right things can come is horrible and horrific. But Evan was such an incredibly beautiful soul. He is a beautiful soul. And he was such an incredibly beautiful person who walked on the planet for 40 years. And his name and his light and what his mission here on earth, and I know you all have heard me say this before, he was, he was a very intentional person. He was a very intentional person. He was a very right person. He really spent a lot of time reflecting on the type of man and human being that he wanted to be. And it wasn't always a goal for him. He actually was that person. He was actually the person who he was supposed to be. And mountains are going to move because he did that.
Thanks so much, Jana. Um, my last couple of questions here are what you hope the impact is, you know, to segue off what you just said, Jenna, um, and what justice for Evan looks like for you. Um, I don't know if you want to start, Vicki? To put you on the spot here. Can you, can you just repeat the question again, too, so yeah. I can? Yeah. Um, so, what do you hope the impact of the event was? And you know, I don't know if this is the same thing or different for you, but what does justice for Evan look like for you? What, is, what does justice look like? Well, the I I think um, you know one of the things from the, when I first met with Gianna and Erica, we kind of had this big picture of what was going to happen. And over the weeks, we brought that picture down to keeping just two simple facts. And that was to keep Evan focal. And then to keep it about raising awareness about bullying and mobbing. So that's what we hope. Um, you know, I, I can see that we did, we, we did that we hit our goals 100%. We kept Evan at the center of this. Um, this is, it, it was about him. And so, um, you know, everyone who stood there stood for him. Um, you know, every word, every poster that's out there, anyone who walked by and everything else, what they saw was Evan. Um, yeah, that's, what was the second part of that question? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, what is, what does justice look like for, what, what do you see as justice in this situation? I, I'd like to see a couple of things and, you know, we just, you know, we don't know. We don't know how things are going to unfold. But one of the one of the ways it could is that um, Kroger would be found, you know, liable. Um, and, you know, again, you know, I don't want to put anything, you know, on the safe reads about settling or whatever, because we don't know what is best for them. They need to do they absolutely need to do what is best for them. But if they um, do win this lawsuit, it could be, it would be impactful to the way that the everyday workplace in America is because case law will be laid down and that will be a very powerful influence on our workplaces. So that would be probably the best thing that we could do. But in the meantime, you know, we're not going to stop. We, we do need to think about um you know, keeping, you know, putting legislation forward, but we had to get it before, you know, what we found in our work so far in trying to put legislation out there is that people don't understand what the legislation is for. People don't understand the bullying and the mobbing. So this really brought us back to the, to the root of the problem. And um, so, but, you know, we did that. That's what we did the other day. And I've been saying it ever since I said, you know, we all changed the world because, more people know about bullying and mobbing today than they did a few days ago. So we did our job and that is the impact and it needs to keep rippling out. And then we won't have to fight for legislation. People will understand what we're talking about. Thanks for that, Vicki. Um, any other thoughts on what you hope is the impact and what ju justice looks like for you? Yeah, um, I, I just think that it's already evident that people will be and are more inspired to do whatever their part could be in creating better, kinder, more inclusive workplaces. Um, it doesn't take a lot of work to be kind. It takes so much more effort when you read about what Evan endured and the, you know, the alleged sabotage, all of the things that 
I mean, the timeline's just horrific. It's so much more work to be a cruel coworker or quote unquote leader. What a waste. And so I think that people won't stand for that. I just, I feel that um, that's really the impact of this event um, everywhere, but I felt it in Oregon for sure. There were so many people running, not running, but <laughs> driving by and, and literally slowing down enough to say, hey, who's Evan? Can we have a brochure? That felt so wonderful. And a family that came up for a civics lesson for their kids, they were really interested. They're like, bullying, that's not okay, you know? like you all said earlier. Um, so that's definitely a big piece of it. And I also think we're gonna, Oregon is pretty progressive and this happened in our back door. We're not going to allow this. Um, I think we're gonna get some legislation that has some teeth that actually effectively stops bowling right in its tracks and hopefully prevents it. There has to be um, a punishment that um, resonates, you know? Um, we, we just aren't going to let off. And, and I think that's the thing. The trauma doesn't hold us back now. We contain it. And we have so much more personal collective power because of that. Thanks so much, Jean. Um, Lynn or Sharon, did you want to add any thoughts? Um, yeah, I'll just say real quick that uh, to the two questions that you were asked. Oh, go ahead, Lynn. No, no, Sharon, please. I didn't say anything. Go ahead. You can go, you can go ahead. Um, I hope uh, that this puts a smile back on Evan's face. I believe that he is at peace and I do believe that this is giving him additional peace. That for me is a huge aspect of why I participated and that is part of what justice for Evan looks like for me. Um, I agree with Vicki, which she was saying how important this could be for case law. Um, uh, so I really do hope that the case goes through and that they win it. Um, when I was standing on my Capitol steps and um, even though there wasn't anybody else there, I didn't feel alone. And I felt as though many people who had been experiencing workplace bullying in Connecticut were also there or going to be there at some point. That's just what came to mind. So I think for all of us, justice looks like nobody else having to deal with this in the future, although we know that it's going to happen. Yet at the same time, there has to be a start somewhere, no matter how small. And, you know, me being there alone, that was the most that I could do at that time. And that has a lot to do with my own experience in workplace bullying. And it was something I had to do in order to remain true to myself and my story that um, that was as much as I could contribute. And hopefully that will grow in the future and not because of any future workplace bullying cases, but maybe just for existing ones would be nice. Thanks so much, Lynn. Um, Sharon? Wow, Lynn, you, you're you a rock star, girl. I don't know, <laughs> I couldn't have done it alone. I swear, I, I was scared to death. Um, and, uh, you know, um, so it got worked, it all worked out, you know. Um, I didn't have like this 
you know, a lot of the Kroger's that I went to and was passing out the uh, information that I, the packet, the little flyers, none, none of the employees had heard about Evan, which I found a little bit surprising, but um, the uh, last two questions, um, how did it feel to stand and demand justice? Like I already kind of talked about that, but what do you hope to see the impact of the event was? Well, Vicki and uh, everybody else, you know, that's spoken about it uh, brought, you know, so many things that I didn't even think of that were, you know, uh, impactful. Um, what did I hope the impact was? I hope it was, an, it was, an, it sounds like it was an impact. I hope we impacted. It sounds like we really impacted a lot from, from just my experience alone, let alone everybody else's. Um, and then of course the, the, the God, God beloved Seafried family that, um, is able to feel like they can they can heal. That's that's wonderful. And what does justice for Evan look like for me? Um, I don't care what they call it. They can call it the JFE bill law. Getting something in the books where it's against the law to be a jerk or a beep or a beep uh, at your job place. That's that's the end game for me. And I think it would be great if it was called the JFE law. That's all. Thanks, Sharon. Um, and I want to see if you could close us out here, Jana, with your with your insights and thoughts on the impact and the, the um, hope for what what justice looks like. Well, thank you all so much. I mean, I know that you all have seen my face and you're smiling through this whole meeting. And I know that you all have seen me not smiling a whole lot since last summer, since last spring. But you all have seen me since last summer. Um, my partner and I, Erica, um, as you all know, we have worked tirelessly um, and nonstop um, since we started Justice for Evan in the middle of July when Kroger remained silent about the lawsuit. And standing up with you all on Wednesday, standing, you all standing up with us, you all backed us you stood with us that is so as a human being that is i thank you i thank each and every one of you i thank you so much for your time your energy the pain and suffering that you all have had to endure For people, the people who abused you, they can't stand people like us. They are not people like us. I encourage you to continue giving your power in this direction and not giving those people, your abusers, any power. And I know that that must be such incredibly hard work to keep your power resonating in the direction where it should. But let me tell you, those people right now are thinking about themselves and you all are thinking about the all, the good for all and making real impact in the world. Continue going down that direction. Continue sending your energy in that direction. Because even if 
the, I'm going to use the word only, but it's not an only, even if the only thing that came out of Wednesday was making Ken Seyfried, Evan's father, giving him even a moment of feeling supported after finding his son dead last year from being bullied to death. It was worth it. But everything else that came from that day, the support to Eric, the support to Linda, the support to the rest of the family, the support to Amy, Evan's girlfriend. But so many other things happened. Imagine even if it was just one reporter who was there, who had been abused, who felt it gave them some power. Maybe they never even told anybody. Maybe they've suffered for years. Maybe it gave them some hope in their personal healing. The wave that each one of you created is insurmountable. I personally thank each of you. I have poured my heart and soul into getting justice for Evan and holding Kroger accountable. And I cannot begin to tell you how much that your energy and your presence means. And we will be standing up on State House steps forever. You know, we're not going away. We're we are doing this. Um, we are showing Kroger, and they know now. They they know. In the the end of the ABC piece the other night, the the reporter said. And this group is demanding accountability. Kroger is held accountable and they are not going away. And I, I really do think that what March 9th really did seal that for Kroger, like, oh, they really aren't. They really aren't going away. And we're, we are going to get those laws passed <laughs> and we're going to keep, keep working. You know, but it's, it's not like we're getting tired. <laughs> I'm not tired. I'm not tired at all. I just get more and more and more and more and more energy. And it's because of all of you who are continuing to gr let us grow. Like we're just continuing to grow. You know, it's, it's an us. We are growing. We are growing. We are growing. So keep going <laughs> and stay energized and know that you are not alone and you're really making change in the world. Thank you for listening to Screw the Hierarchy. If you feel like you need more help, I have a free guide to recovery steps at dignitytogether.org slash targets and a sign up for daily boosts through your inbox at the same place. All of the content in this podcast was created and edited by yours truly, Deb Falzoy, and the music you heard is from Kevin McLeod. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.